Welcome to the BYOK Live, where we discuss the trending stories, strangest dilemmas, and real life topics. Okay now, lovelies, let's get into some things. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? I was actually talking because I thought I was live. So let's start over. Hello, welcome to the BYOK Two Cent Live. It is October 5th, 2022. It is hump day, hump day. Happy, happy hump day. Um, just so excited, had a really good day, really relaxing day, had some great conversations. Like I said, it's always some stuff in store for BYOK. So stay tuned. If you want to, um, stay super in tune with the platform, please be sure to sign up for our mailing list at www.beyourownkind.com. Please be sure to follow me on TikTok. I am trying to get to a thousand followers. I do not know how people do that so fast. I don't know. I don't know if I need to, uh, put on a... Uh, a suit or like dress like a donut or something and just sing the songs. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> be sure to follow me. I'm trying to get to a thousand followers on um, on TikTok. That's Be Your Own Kind 24. And also I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. So if you are on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Twitch, follow. If you're listening to any of um, your, your favorite audio um, platforms, Follow me there, like a girl. And sharing is caring. Also, if you like what you hear, what you see, what you read, however you come across me, um, tip your girl a matcha tea at kofi.com. Um, it's ko-fi.com backslash be your own kind 24. So we got a couple of things to get into today. So uh yeah, let's get started. <music> I love that song. I love that song. Okay, so let's just start off with something kind of cool that I saw. Oh, no. We're going to just freeze every day. Okay, there we go. Um, I don't know why it's freezing. I need to check that out. But anyway, I thought this was super cool. This is the tallest statue in Africa. I don't know if that's uh, Senegal. Look at that. Isn't that nice? That is super nice. So I thought I would share that courtesy of the Melanin Shade Room on Instagram. I thought that was cute. Look at the back of that. That is nice. That is super nice. So um, I just thought I'd share that. It was random and I just wanted to share it. <laughs> so let's see. Um, speaking of random, here's something else random I saw courtesy of the Shade Room. Now, do you remember the little girls on like the Just For Me boxes and like the perm, like when perms were a thing? I don't think they are a thing anymore. I don't know if people are putting perms in little girls' hair as much as they were doing when I was a child. I just realized that I am knocking on 40. I just put that on my Facebook. That's random, but I just want to share it. So according to the shade room, um, this person, Pretty Luxury, say, I remember wanting to be the face of a hair relaxer so bad. It was the thing. And someone said, where are these girls today? So I thought it was cool to see how grown up they are now. Look at her, just beautiful. And she, and let's see, are we out here taller, blonder, but the sass is still the same? Yes, it is. Uh, where is she now? Okay, okay. Oh, she does look the same. She got like a little Aaliyah vibe to her. Um, and then she outgrew the bang though. She did, but she looks just the same. These ladies that grew up to be so beautiful. Oh, look at that. I wonder if they even have perms now. Probably not. Um, 
think she's this girl right here in the pink. She looks exactly the same too. Beautiful eyes. Okay, okay, sassy. Hey, the one on the right. Yep, I can see it. I can see it. Oh, another beautiful girl. She's got to be the one at the top right here. It says, here I am today, a successful artist wearing 40, 40 inch bust downs on national TV, still with no actual perm in my head. Okay, so she she does not have a perm. And then we have Miss Keisha Cole. I didn't know Keisha Cole was on the perm box. I found that out today. So check that out. And Keisha does look exactly the same, exactly the same. And we already know her story. Like she's a, a renowned singer. So I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> and I saw this encouraging meme that I wanted to share today where it says, stop trying, courtesy of the Jasmine brand, stop trying to recycle what God is trying to replace. Now, I feel like when we have things, people, whatever in our life that we know is not conducive, God has said it time and time again. He has shown signs. Anytime you're near this person or in this place, like life just seems to turn upside down. And we're just like, no, God, I want this. I need this. And so we try to find different places for that. Like someone that we used to date, we don't anymore. But now we put them in the friend category, knowing that it's it's still dangerous to even talk to them, knowing that it's not even safe for you. Put yourselves in situations that you're in places that you're no longer, you know, you're trying to be different from that that scenario. But you're like, no, I'll just I'll just go here and like stop trying to like relabel toxicity. If something is toxic to you, it's toxic to you. It's no matter how you relabel it. It's no no matter how you recycle it. If it is not conducive to the role that you're trying to go on. Just let it go. Just let it go. It's better in the end because even when we try to relabel it or we try to psych ourselves out into thinking that it's different, yeah, it's the same. Different rapping, but the same, but the same thing. So I thought this was uh, very encouraging. And even I was thinking of that, like it's some some life, some lifestyle habits I have. Like you're trying to do this, but you're trying to dress it up and call it something else. So yeah, I thought that that was um. That was pretty in, pretty insightful, excuse me. And so let's go to a commercial and I'll be right back. Hey y'all, it's your girl, Miss Michi, checking in with my girl, Renita from Be Your Own Kind. You know that's my sis. Make sure that you tune in every Thursday to The Blueprint Live at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, live on Facebook and YouTube. And then you can catch me on Florent Radio, Philly Jams 95.3, Indie 101.5, and Mixed Talk Media. And I'm available anywhere that you listen to podcasts, okay, and your radio show. So get on it. Okay, let's do this. I'd love to connect with you and promote what you got going on. Let's get it. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Blueprint Live, visit the bpmediacode.com today. Okay, okay, okay. You just saw my media partner, Miss Michi. She will not be um, doing the Blueprint Media Live tomorrow because she went on vacation, y'all. Who told her to go on vacation? Anyway, if you want to connect with my girl, make sure you follow her on AG at, at Miss Michi or email her at contact at MissMichi.com. Also, she will, her and, oops. Her and Lavish Looks <laughs> with Miss Michi will be at the Battle of the Sexes um, at the Rise Design Studio 212 on Friday, October 14th from 7 to 10 p.m. where it's full fun karaoke and games. Um, it's located on 115th and Pulaski. So be sure to meet her out there. If you want to vend there, it's a $40 vendor's fee. Um, so yeah, so make sure you support support our partner. Good evening. You 
know it says facebook user so good evening <laughs> thanks for watching everyone okay so let's get to the next thing courtesy of glock topics so you know i made a long a long like i just celebrated did backflips because we know that rihanna is going to do the super bowl so of course you have this the sneaky tmz people i don't know how they find these celebrities but um they cornered rihanna and this is what she had to say about the super bowl you are too I'm that was real sneaky. Girl. I'm sorry, I but I have this. How do you feel about performing at the Super Bowl halftime show? I love it. But I'm excited. Okay, so who's gonna be who's gonna be that special guest it's that you are gonna bring on? Could it be ASAP? Come on, Rihanna, I gotta know. Maybe she's Maybe. nice about it. Maybe okay. She said, "Maybe, girl." Rihanna is just a vibe, y'all. I love Rihanna. Oh, hi, Sandra. This is our other media partner, um, Lady Fluent. Yeah, from Fluent Radio. How are you doing? Yeah, Rihanna is such a vibe. She's such a vibe. So I'm super excited about the Super Bowl. And yes, any little thing that pertains to her for the Super Bowl, yes, you will see it on this show. And you will get sick of it until the Super Bowl. I am actually low-key trying to get there. I'm like, can I like be in the stands and be um show people today's seats? Is there some way that I can be at the concession stand? Is there a way that I can get there? I looked up the tickets. Oh my, me oh my. So I'm like, you don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if I finagle my way to the Super Bowl. Just just don't be, don't be. I forgot to put my earrings on. All right, anywho. <laughs> All right, so courtesy of Black Folks Rock. So let them stay mad. So apparently people are mad because Lizzo got to play like this historical flute. Oh my God, Lord. And so anyway, Lance Cooper at Twitter says, James Madison um, R., his half-sister, who was a slave, had a son with her, then sold his child into slavery when he was a teenager. And y'all mad at Lizzo for playing his flute. I need us to put things in perspective for real. So, yes, she's not bothered at all. She is a vibe. I love me some Rihanna. So, anyway, while while people are hating on Lizzo playing the flute, it's just the fact that she plays the flute that makes her dope to me. And she's killing it. Look at that. You better play that flute, girl she's a vibe too Lizzo is a vibe she don't care she just living her best life and then they um then he said white people freaking out over Lizzo playing a slaver's flute is my favorite twitter right now if if you wouldn't have a problem with Taylor Swift playing Ben Franklin's piano you shouldn't have a problem with Lizzo playing James Madison's flute if you do have a problem stop and think about why I mean there's other things we could be worried about oh god that is so pretty. Just so pretty. So pretty. And then it says, people are mad that Lizzo played the crystal flute because they don't like that a plus-size black woman gets to be a positive part of history. Who even cares about the plus-size? Just a black woman, period. It's disrespectful to our nation's history. Oh, give me a break. You tried to overthrow the government and, um, oh, hurt the vice president. I don't know what they're talking about. Crystal is playing on the, the, the line. Oh, 
doing her own thing and she don't be bothering nobody. She don't be bothering anybody. So before we get into the whole theme of this episode, which is talking about love, like I've seen so many divorces pop up on in the media yesterday that I just wanted to bunch them together and just talk about love in general, talk about marriage and divorce right quick. So before we get into that, let's just play our BetterHelp commercial. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. People often think anxiety looks one way, but it has many faces and many emotions that sometimes can be overwhelming and daunting. I know about this feeling all too well because at a point I felt powerless to my emotions, almost to the point of drowning in them. So I decided to seek out a therapist to later learn that I have generalized anxiety disorder. If you have been experiencing the same feeling, please know that BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You have the option of talking with a therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in under 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you will schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you get to exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Thanks to therapy, I learned the tools that I needed to conquer my anxiety and over-obsessive thinking. I did it afraid, and I took that leap to talk with someone to later learn that it was going to be okay and that I was going to be okay. Please know that you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And better yet, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash B-Y-O-K. That's betterhelp.com slash B-Y-O-K, because you deserve it. Yes, yes, yes. And while this video was going, I was thinking about, you know, everyone always associates, you know, therapy with you having a disorder. But like, I, like I've been saying, like, it's just, it's also good to sort out your thoughts. Like if you want to start self-care and you don't even know where to start, um, you, you, you can talk to someone about that. Like I thought self-care and healing looked like a, a certain way, but it doesn't. And I know I've been posting posts about that. Like it looks different for everyone. You know, even just drinking some water. This is a shameless plug. This water bottle can be found in the BYOK store. You know, just drinking water is is a form of self-care, staying hydrated, you know, moving around, even talking to you guys is self-care because like I like I've said earlier um in a couple of episodes is during the fall, like I am super sad, you know. Um I am affected by seasonal affective disorder. And just by doing this, it keeps me out the bed, it keeps me interacting, keeps me connected with people, and you learn that self-care is different for everyone. You really do. So um if you do decide to um, go with betterhelp.com, you can use this link, betterhelp.com backslash BYOK, and you will get 10% um, off the first month with them. So yeah, check them out. All right, so let's get into this love subject. This is always a sticky subject, but this, um, we're starting off courtesy of the Jasmine brand where um, Ari Lennox was on Angela um, Angela Yee's lip service and they asked her some questions about 
um, falling in love. So let's refresh this and go. Never in love? Never in my life. No, I don't believe that. Okay, never. Have you ever thought you were in love? I think I'm in love the first day and I see somebody <laughs> so fine and they're making me laugh. Like, so I know it's not love. It's yeah. never been love. Okay. It's just a lot of romanticizing and um, delusion. Not Are you delusion. scared to be in love? Not delusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am scared to be in love. I'm scared to be hurt or cheated on. And uh, yeah. Have you, ever been, have you ever been cheated on? You know, sometimes I wonder, but I've never had any proof or yeah. anything like that, or won't even make it long enough for him to start doing that. I right. guess. Well, that's gonna be a good album. Yeah. Oh, wow. Party, party, hurt. No, I, though, right? No, I, I usually look for pain. The pain is a good thing. Um, oh. it, 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 for on, on records, anyway. Not. <laughs> Yeah, he is baby face. No, he can write about some breakups, but I understand what she's saying because with love, when you fall in love, it's so much uncertainty there. You know, it's not it's it's not a pillow right there. It's not like when you fall, you fall hard. You know, and you're you're taking a chance and you're opening your heart heart up to someone that in hopes you want to spend you know your life with them. And so, anytime that you open yourself and be vulnerable, yeah, that's scary. Being in love is scary because it comes with no certainty. It is all faith, like faith in you know believing that this person will be on up and up, and that you can trust them and that they won't hurt you. And so. So a lot of people um, that I have talked to, um, especially some of my single friends, they talk about like out here, like you'll be vulnerable. And next thing you know, is used against you, you know, or, you know, um, husbands reaching out to women through the DMs like, wait, wait, sir. I just saw you with a picture with your wife, you know, and so you think of that wife who has pretty much you know, taking vows to spend the rest of their life with this person. And then you have this person slipping in DMs trying to talk to strangers. So when you when you are in love, you are taking a gamble. You are, I would say, because I'm a hopeless romantic, that it is worth the gamble, but with the right person, with the right person. So, you know, I believe that, you know, most marriages are reconcilable depending on if you both are putting work into it. You know, if you're not putting work into it, um, if it's, if it's one-sided, it's not going to work. So, so yeah, so I, I totally resonated uh, with what she was saying. So now we're going to get into some of the bad news. Um, I just don't like divorce, but I understand that sometimes it just doesn't work out no matter, no matter what you do. So the first um, breakup that I saw was um, courtesy of the shade room. All of these are the shade room, actually. Miguel's wife, Nazan. Nazanin Mandy files for divorce after nearly three years of marriage cites irreconcilable differences. That seems to be the theme with this. And it says that she filed for, if you recall, the two announced in September 2021 that they were separating after 17 years, 17 together. However, they were back together this February. Reports state she cites irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split. And she says there is a prenup. So um, I guess it, somebody said the shade room was given divorce court today. It was like it was divorce after divorce after divorce yesterday. Um, somebody gonna say divorce coming threes. N little Duvall, no hope for marriage for a while, I guess. See again, that's why I ain't getting married. And when people say, see, that's why I'm not getting married. You're comparing somebody else's story to another. And here's the thing. One thing about divorce is 
it's not love lost. It's just we can't be in that capacity of butterflies anymore. You know, when you love someone, I feel like you love them forever. Even if they, you know, they, they hurt you, it's still some type of concern and care there. We're just not going to do this thing together in life anymore. So I think people, you know, people look at that and be like, well, you know, well, I, I well, I'm not going to get married. It may end up in divorce. You never know. It may end up in triumph and you, you don't get a divorce. But I just feel like what is a life if you don't if you don't find love like but once again i'm a hopeless romantic and so it says y'all just want us to be sad today sheesh this is national divorce day and everyone was just 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 over it everybody was over like all the divorces and i think this divorce is what um is what put the icing on the cake and nobody could do like everybody was shocked including myself with uh tia Tiamari files for divorce from uh, Corey Hardick after 14 years of marriage. And I believe they have two beautiful, beautiful children. So uh, courtesy of the Jasmine brand, Tiamari is ending her marriage with Corey Hardick, Hardrick, after 14 years of marriage, according to The Blast. Reportedly, Maori filed the dis dis dissolution of marriage in Los Angeles County Courts and is citing irreconcilable differences. Here we go again with that. As the cause for the split, she is asking for joint custody of her two children and wants the court to terminate its ability to award spousal support to either party. Maori claims the couple entered into a prenuptial agreement, which appears to have outlined things like splitting up property assets and child support. The document says as pursuant to parties, premarital agreement, all assets and obligations of each party are her, his separate property. In other words, she will keep all that TV money. <laughs> Tia has hired Kim Kardashian's lawyer, lawyer Waser, to represent her in the case. No further details have been released. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone was just torn up about this. And I was too, because they were definitely a love story, a love story. And so I keep seeing irreconcilable differences. And so I'm going to look that up because I'm like, what is that just, we just can't, we just can't be together anymore, you know? And so according to Webster is saying inability to agree on most things or on important things. Okay. So I, I can, I can get that. I can get that. So um, I'm always for the comments and people just saying not a shocker. Wow. See, that just goes to show you everybody don't be portraying how they feeling because I would have never guessed, but I wish them nothing but the best. No, this makes me sad. No, that like people were really sad about it. I was rooting for them. Marriage is so damn hard. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, I've been married for 12 years and it is work every single day, you know, because we're, we're, we're evolving every single day. So I'm not the same person my husband married and he is not the same person that I married because we're not the same people we were 12 years ago. So you have to... You have the task of falling in love with this this evolved person that you married years ago each and every day. And that's a task. You have to work at communication. You have to work at keeping the sparks flowing. You have to keep each other's attention. And it is work. Marriage is not the wedding. The wedding isn't even easy. Nothing about marriage is easy, but it, it's worth it when, when you can be on the same, on the same wavelength. Now, if you're not on the same wavelength, I don't, I think excuses for staying for the kids or, or things of that sort, I don't think that that's fair to you or the kids because the kids are, are pretty much in a miserable home. I never understood why that was an excuse. Like if, if you're not healthy, if, if you're not sharpened, I, I don't, I don't think that helps the kids in any way, nor is it a good representation of 
of a relationship to me. So, of course, people were, you know, sniff, uh, sniffing around, seeing what was going on. The Shade Room says, Cardi Hardrick with the repost about emotions just one day before um, Tia filed divorce. He said, acting off emotions will cost you every time. So it sounds like they had a conversation where she finally realized, like, well, maybe. And this is, this is you know, I'm just guessing. I don't know. Um, but I think maybe maybe this was that that conversation that need that hard conversation that needs to be had where they can realize if it's just not going to work. So, of course, somebody found what she said um, just last week. So let's hear what Tia had to say. So many people have told me that. I was just in New York this past weekend. Two people told me in New York that I was going. What's the difference? You know what it is? It's self-love. I'm really, really just focusing on setting boundaries. And they're hard to Very. I mean, I'm in my 40s and I'm just now learning. So beware, but continue. All of you ladies out there, no matter how old you are, start now. It's it's really giving me peace, joy. Yes, I would say that. Okay, so it looks like she just reached that point in her life where she was practicing putting herself first and setting boundaries. So things that she might have accepted and was okay in the past is no longer okay. You know, and when you when you reach that point, you do learn boundaries. You do say no, you know, even if you have no other plans, if you just don't feel to do it, you have that right to not do it. Um, Self-care doesn't always mean that, you know, being active and going somewhere. Sometimes self-care is just sitting and relaxing, meditating, sitting in silence. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever. Like I said earlier, it's whatever works for you. Self-care is subjective all your all all around. So it just looks like she just is in a new, she's just in a new space in life. And that, that could be, you know, the cause of it. So it could, everybody's like, well, did he cheat? It's not always cheating. To be honest with you, the number one um, cause of divorce is finances. It's not even infidelity. I found that to be um, pretty shocking. And so, of course, um, people being messy, the Hollywood Unlocked, they said, this is the day the divorce should have been filed. Oh my, what happened here? Go ahead, sorry. I'm not going to be here. Like, you know, everything is raw. You have to work hard, you know, to stay. And that's where it is. Go ahead, Okay, so it looks like she didn't have a voice. Like, he kind of cut her off. He was talking, and she didn't get a chance to say what she wanted to say. That's how people are interpreting that. And so you never see Tamara commenting on Tia's post. Corey must have messed up bad. Everybody just got something to say about it. Um, Hardrick and um, Corey Hardrick doing what now? <laughs> Tia Mari and Corey getting a divorce is the one I didn't see coming because they seem so happy, but everything that glitters and gold. People can portray a happy and healthy marriage on social media, but we don't know what go on behind closed doors. And I think that is a good point. I was talking to one of my friends and she was saying how, you know, when a wife complained or a husband complained, people only see how that person portrayed themselves in public but we don't really know how people really are behind closed doors but the people living with each other so you know the husband can seem really nice and friendly and and the woman can seem you know really down to earth and and jittery and stuff and then you know they come home and one may be mean don't want to speak so you don't really know what happened behind closed doors which is why you shouldn't judge a book by its cover because you don't you don't really know so i do agree with that um 
the internet never fails never never fails <laughs> to entertain it really doesn't and so um tia's sister actually has some had a comment about the divorce as well courtesy of glock topics let me reset this and let's Story, share perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Sister, sister just announced that she's mm -hmm. gonna be getting a divorce yes, yes. Just, just like, like half of your heart right, right for her um you know I support, I support her. her. Yeah. So, so, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever she wants, she wants uh, uh, the, the Maury's have her back. back. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I love her dearly. dearly. She, she is strong. <laughs> um, but, but I know, I know right, right now, now she just kind of just wants to, you know, know just kind of just, just process it all, take it all in and, you know, be a little private about that. And, you know, as a sister, you know, I'm just going to respect that. You know, of course. You are so, you're like an incredible person. Oh, my so what she's saying is I'm staying out of it. I'm letting my sister heal when she needs me and she calls me. That's great. You know what I'm saying? But this is her decision decision, and I'm just going to support her privacy through it. And that's what sisters do. That's what sisters do. I'm not giving you nothing else but, but that. Like, there's nothing else to say. I'm going to support her. Um And, all, you know, and what she's going through. And um I, I... I am a, a child of, of parents that were divorced and they were married um, a couple of times afterwards. And so I've seen both my mom and my dad, you know, go through divorces. And like I said, everybody thinks like, oh, okay, she's free. She's great. No, there's a mourning period of it. Like the five stages of grief that you feel when at the loss of a, um, of a, of some, of a death or a loss of a job, the five stages of grief, they're actually pertain to anything that you've lost because here it is not only are you losing the person you're losing the future plans that you had with this person you're losing the life you know you lose you're losing future goals you're losing everything and you have to literally start over and kind of reset you know and recharge without this person that you know you you've leaned on for all these years those little bitty things that you forget to, that you never had to think to do now you have to think to do it like it's a it's a whole new life and it's basically a reset and that is what i've you know experienced you know grow, growing up so yes it's just kind of like yes you know it, it yes and no at the same time so so, yeah, so my heart goes out um, to these couples that I'm talking about. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, they take the time to heal and rebuild and reset, you know. So the last um, the last divorce, sadly, um, is Tom Brady's wife, Giselle. She hired a divorce lawyer, courtesy of the Jasmine brand. Things may be going sour between Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle. Bunchton as she just hired a divorce attorney. According to sources, the couple have been living in separate houses for the last past couple of months. After Brady took a break from the preseason, spending time with his family in the Bahamas, he hinted that he needed to find a balance between football and family. There has been speculation that Bunchton was upset with Brady's decision to return back to the NFL after announcing his retirement. The pair share three children together and are allegedly deciding on how they would be divided if they go through with the divorce so here's the thing she had future plans when he finally retired she finally had her husband to herself like no more football no more on the road meanwhile i think that when some some jobs are attached to identity so i feel like maybe tom brady 
can only identify with what he was, a football player. So I think maybe it was hard for him to adjust the family life. So they might have not been on the same page with that <laughs> when he retired. So when he decided to return, it's just kind of like, what are you doing? You know, this is our time to be a family. This is our time for you to, you know, catch up on lost time, basically. So I can see how um, that's a little irritating. Um, it looks like they just have a lawyer um, and um, the divorce hasn't really been filed yet. So um, maybe they can maybe they can reconcile. Maybe they can, you know, go to counseling and find some type of medium. But um, I do I do wish them the best. Like I said, I don't glorify in divorce. I really don't. I really don't. Like I feel like if you're not in any type of physical danger, um counseling working it out talking do all that you can you know learn the communication styles love love languages you know do all that you can before just letting it go but if you're unhappy and you can't find happiness with this person anymore i mean you know you only got one life we're not going to stay miserable with a person you know like that but um but yeah, yeah. So it's I'm always sad to see. To I just feel like love just splits. But like I say, there's still love when you are divorced. However, it's just a different. It just hits different, you know. So I got even deeper with this divorce and marriage thing. So I ended up at cosmetology, cos, cosmetology, and cosmopolitan. Tell you what my uh is. And it's saying, um, so apparently a quarter of single people aren't interested in monogamy. A monogamy. Can I read today? I'll probably put my glasses on. It's human nature to think about love. It's everywhere. From the TV shows you marathon to the ads you serve to the people surround yourself with, love, sex, and relationships are inescapable. And it's not unreasonable to wonder if your opinions and experiences are anything like everyone is everyone else's. What does love on a larger scale look like these days? Enter the 2022 relationship statistics we pull for our first print issue of the year, featuring a definitive snapshot of everything from cohabitation to marriage and divorce rates to dating, a very real thing. The biggest takeaway, love is not dead. In fact, it's out here thriving in so many ways. So for anyone who's felt overwhelmed by everyone on Instagram's engagements or pregnancy announcements, or who's watched any sex scene on Netflix ever and wonder, is this normal? And am I doing it? it being life right feast your eyes on this no bullshit straight from the source proof that yes you are because spoiler alert everyone's different and we're all just figuring it out as we go along here's the thing we've never lived before we're figuring it out all the time so when it comes to dating 71 71 percent of singles say they're more interested in long-term relationships now than they've ever been before the pandemic and that could just be sitting around like Huh, it might be nice sharing this life with someone. It could be just that simple. 22% of you aren't sure about monogamy, monogamy, and 18% of you have been in love with more than one person at once. And that is possible, guys. 43% of Gen Z singles suffer from dating-related social anxiety. Case in point, mentions of the word awkward and tender bios are up by 8% since the end of 2020. Well, it could be a little awkward because we weren't really socializing either for a long time, too. Everybody's not the same from that. I don't, it, I mean, we're, we, it, it, it's a difference. I, I don't think anyone came out of 2020 the same because it was just so much going on all at once. 14% of its users on OkCupid says money is very important in a match, while the number of people who don't prioritize wealth in a partner at all increased by nearly 60% during the pandemic. Once again, sitting around saying, hmm, 
am I being too picky? Did some people actually drop their guidelines <laughs> because they they realized like maybe company is more important more important than wealth status? I don't know. You had a lot of time to sit and think about it, right? So thirty the thirty uh percentage of additional matches people get on hand when they are when they have vaccinated displays on their profile. Okay, forty five percent of people on dating apps admit they've used them more while WFH compared with um, during pre-pandemic work days. I'm not good with acronyms. 15.9% of Gen Z's, Gen Z's identify as LGBTQ+. That's nearly one in every six people, making this the highest percentage in any generation in U.S. history, compared with 9.1% of millennials and 3.8% of Gen Xers. And I don't even know if that's a fair stat because... Um, further in the past people weren't as open with their sexuality because of the fear of being shunned um not getting up job opportunities not being accepted so i don't even know how true that is because now now this this current generation they have the space to be themselves more than than we were or the generation before us right so when it comes to sex 30 percent of people are having more sex than before the pandemic makes sense 36 are they said masturbating more frequently 45 percent okay are are using additives um, 52% of singles are less interested in casual sex and 36% say first day sex is a deal breaker. When it comes to marriage and divorce, 6.1 in every thousand people get married compared to 8.2 in the year 2000. Only 2.7 in every thousand people get divorced compared to four two decades ago. 40 is the average age women are going through their first divorce. And that's probably for people that marry, marry early. 41 is the average of men going through divorce. 27 is the average age at which Gen, Gen Zers believe they'll get married. I actually got married at 27. Um, 15 months is the average engagement length. My engagement was like three months, but I've been like dating my husband for way too long. Um, 8,056,993 is the estimated number of unmarried partner couples who are living together. So it seems like it's a larger amount of people who are just cohabitating or being partners versus tying the knot. And then it says 569,110 is the estimated number of same-sex married couples who are living together. So I found these stats to be pretty interesting. Cosmo never fails. I used to love Cosmo as a teenager. I really, really did. Um, so before, uh, should we keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. So before we keep going, I can't show the video. Um, thanks to, um, getting copyrighted. So this is actually, um, uh, Dr. James Tucker is, dis is discussing marriage rates falling to a record low in 2020. And he just wanted to explain why. So what I'm going to do here to save us is the copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. So here we go. Mistakes, Dr. James Tucker. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, James, why is it that, that fewer people are walking down the aisle? 
Well, I think, um, put simply, with the people are choosing to get married later or live together beforehand or even um, not, not getting married at all. But um, looking a bit deeper into that, I think we're looking at um, a bit of a cultural shift in the way people think about marriage and, you know, the role it plays in our society. And I really believe that, you know, that makes sense because... Uh, that makes sense because back in the day that was the sole purpose like was to get married you know but now you know people are thinking more of careers being entrepreneurship is at a high like people are not really trying to stick with corporate and retire when they're 60 like people are trying to make their money get comfortable at an earlier age and that kind of puts kids and marriage you know happening like later on in life okay keep going doctor Society. So, for example, there is research that shows that um, there's less of a view that people should marry before having children. And also there is much more of a tendency to live together either as a precursor marriage or, or to marriage or longer term. I think these uh, cultural uh, issues go, they, they sort of go wider than just marriage. So we are seeing more broadly um, sort of other life events being pushed back to later. So for example, uh, children um, leaving leaving their parents' home. Also, uh, like the cost of living is, I mean, these are, these are figures for 2019, but the cost of living crisis that we're now in, that's not going to, that, that, that's going to put a lot of people off, off getting married or put their wedding arrangements back simply because of the, what they want to do and how much it costs. Yeah, I think I think definitely cost um, is a factor. We do hear about people choosing to um, to, to you know spend their money elsewhere. Um, so um, I think um, you know, as, so for example, house prices increase and things like that. People might be making different different decisions. Um, it would be really interesting, though. You, like you said, these data are for twenty nineteen um, to see what the impact of the um, pandemic was. Obviously, we heard anecdotally about weddings being pushed back, etc. Et but it'll be interesting to see whether that has any longer term effects on people's decisions as well. And I think that that's a really good point of what he's making is that's why I feel like the, the statistics are a little skewed when it comes to like, because I looked up some of the rates, um, the divorce rate and, look, and the marriage rate. And what I found that there was like a surge in both in 2021 and 2022. And that could be because everything got pushed back like the courts were closed and so divorce proceedings um kind of got pushed out further um and then you know marriages the 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 rental places weren't open and things like that so everybody had to push their plans to 21 21 and 2022 so i um do want to touch base on this again and put a pin on it um when looking at the statistics in 2023 to and i think that that's a better a better like view of things like i think that'll give me a better picture because people are still coming off of the pandemic you know so i wonder if it was just a surge because everything was just you know it was a bottleneck right there you know during during that time so the last article um on this this subject and let me know your thoughts in the comments it says now you know why millennials refuse to get married i i think i am actually a millennial so while traditional marriages have been on downward trajectory for generations with this group the oldest now 40 years old it appears to be in free fall according to a report millennials are slower to establish their own households more than four in ten do not live with the family of their own 
Many millennials are choosing to test drive nuptials. Uh, Pew reports found that a significant share is living with a romantic partner. Cohabitation is more common among millennials than Gen Xers across most racial and ethnic categories, as well as educational attainment. I find that interesting. So women around the world are getting married later. And part of that is because women are getting more educated and invested in their careers. They've invested a lot of time and money into college. So they're getting a job and delaying marriage, if not opting out completely. And so back in the day, you know, you would just go to school to waste time until you found your husband and then you would, it was a lot of women sitting on degrees and forfeited a career to take care of family because that, that was the thing to do. So um, as a parent, a millennial, Sarah sees trends within her own family. Her 31-year-old son and his living partner of seven years are not married and they don't plan to have kids. So the impact of not getting married. Clearly there's one. Um, Boston Globe column, columnist, Team Keen excuse me, says that trend could be cause for alarm. Not getting married at all could prove tragic. Marriage patterns will continue to diverge by education and race, increasing the divides between mostly married haves and increasingly single have-nots, predicted an internal analyst of the Urban Institute report. Let's get to the good stuff. Tax rates, eligibility for entitlement programs, and the availability of social safety nets are all altered by marital status. Current marriage trends will make it challenging to develop policies that efficiently target the needs of growing number of unmarried poor. How about how about we put some some laws that actually help single people? <laughs> there is not a lot of a lot of programs out here like government programs out here that actually help single people or married people without children. So um, just because you don't have kids and just because you have a spouse doesn't mean that you're not struggling. So I hope that this forces them to put more tax laws in place for that population as well. The evolution of marriage. Um, Sawyer believes that many millennials are hesitant to marry due to the threat of divorce. Getting married is often perceived as a risk so millennials tend to cohabitate and get financially stable before moving forward. Business Insider reports that fear is leading millennials to marry later as they take time to get to know their partner, accumulate assets, and become financially successful. What was the other one? Sara agrees that the economy shapes the choices people make about whether or not to get married. That is what the doctor um, just said. During the Depression, many people didn't get married or postpone marriage because it was not financially viable. And there wasn't enough men who had the money to feel like they could provide for their family. Daniel Everett says the overall forces of biology, social needs, and economics will never let some form of long-term partnerships fade away. The definition of marriage has been fluid over time and between cultures. So the future of nuptials. As the oldest among Generation Z approach their mid-20s, they share similar views on marriage as millennials. According to Pew, Roughly half of Gen Zers and millennials say that gay and lesbian couples being allowed to marry is a good thing for our society with a similar pattern and views of people of different races marrying each other. Will millennials and GZ usher in a new era that saves American marriage by allowing it to evolve? Radical as it may seem, that just might. Well, here's the thing. You get married early, sometimes 18, 19 Sometimes that does lead them to divorce because, like I said, you're evolving from the person you were from when you first got married, you know. So um, 
I think people want to take their time with it and not just jump into it young and they want to live life and they want to travel and they want to get to know themselves. And then there's this big thing of self-care and self-preservation and things of that sort. So people don't want to jump into marriage without getting acquainted with them. Right. So I think that that that's part of part of the thing with with marriage. You know, it's different now. No one's people, as, as I'm noticing, most people are having kids in my age, like late 30s, early 40s versus, you know, mid 20s or early 20s. So it is changing where people are more career focused and want to have the money to take care of the children and have the life experience, you know, to to take care of the children. Um, then we have Cal says, I'm 41 and I'm still evolving and figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Right, Cal. Exactly. You know, you're, you're you know, taking that time out to figure out even who you want to be before having children and having family. And really, do we all do we ever really find that out? You know, because one minute I may want to do this and then five years from now, I may want to do something else. We're constantly evolving. So I feel like when we reach like a state like a certain state of stability, then it's like, okay, I'm ready to settle down. Okay, I'm ready to have kids. You know, I do have a friend that waited to like her late 30s. Had, like she didn't want children for a long time. And then she just, I don't know, at like 39 or 40, she just was like, yes, yes, I'm ready. You know, and she had two beautiful kids and she was just so happy about it because her and her husband had did everything. She had went, she had got her her master's, you know, um, in, in her field or whatever. And then she really, she had this need to be a mom. And so she was a mom, you know? So I think when, when you have life on your terms and not on that biological clock that used to exist, you know, back in the day, I think it takes that stress, that stress off of, off of, you You know what I'm saying? So, um, I thought this was a really good, really good, um, subject. Thanks. Thanks for the feedback, Cal. And uh, let's get into a commercial before we get into our last subject. So I'll be right back. If you've been wondering how you can help the BYOK platform, you want to know more. Here are three ways that you can support my platform. Number one, share. This is the best option because it's free. All you have to do is press the button, share here, share there. And if you want to take it a step further, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks in advance. The second thing is we have Kofi, which is a platform where you can donate MHP. $3 at the least. Anything, any money that you have um, given into the platform, we thank you and we appreciate it. No amount is too small and of course no amount is too big. And then the third thing, subscribe to our mailing list. Another great thing. Also, all of the content that is in the newsletter will not always be posted on social media. As always, thank you for your support and if be sure to be kind to yourself and each other. Hello, hello. One day I'm going to change that commercial. But yes, yeah, so that's just if you are on YouTube, Twitch, and listening to the audio, be sure to follow me, subscribe, whatever it is. Hit that like button, hit that notification button, hit that follow button. Okay, so this last subject, I had to actually like really, really dig deep on this because I didn't pick this topic. Miss Michi actually um, had brought this up and told me to look into this and give my two cents on it. So uh, let's get into it. So I, you know, I was um, yesterday years old when I found out about um, someone named uh, Ashley Grayson, which right here says Ashley Massengale or whatever. She, um, 
became a millionaire overnight and uh married this guy she has this thing called um now i can't think of it oh i just got you know what let's read the article because i just had a brain freeze on what it is um to how she's getting money because she has she's like it's like a business consulting so to speak so there this um courtesy of we Afrique, um ashley messenger who who is she truth about her 30 million net worth so Ashley is a businesswoman, serial CEO, content creator, and award-winning millionaire whose success story stands from being homeless. She suffered greatly while trying to find her feet in Texas, and luckily what almost broke her turned into her favor to make her rich. She is now making waves as a millionaire. She splurges on herself but does not forget to give back, which we'll get into that soon. So Ashley Massengel, like she was born in Texas, um, who has in five years acquired quite a lot, uh, that's what they just said. In 2017, she became a content creator. At the time, this rise to fame, the young lady had a huge social media following. Hey, how are you doing? Um, I don't know if this is me to you or my sister, but I'm saying hey. <laughs> um, something notable about this is the fact that Ashley used what could have killed her to make her stronger now she has been hey michi you came in just in time we're talking about ashley grayson so yeah <laughs> so right now they're calling her ashley messenger this is probably before she got married so um it's saying um she was an entrepreneur businesswoman coach she was born in 1988 she has siblings this is just giving us a down a play of who she is she's a victim of domestic violence and child drama um, and was also a drug seller who was arrested about three times before she turned 20. Um, she has contemplated, um, can you say the S word, um, has a criminal record um, and went through a lot of foster homes and home groups. So she had a hard life growing up. Yes. And I, this is just the background of her before we get into the crazy stuff. So um, all her experiences made her believe she was made for no good at a time when she had given up hope and being any better at most of what she ventured um, into fail and got her into trouble. So this is showing like she was homeless and broke. Now she has a six bedroom house, wonderful house. And this is her, um, this is her testimony on Instagram saying she woke up thankful. The top pick is a bedroom apartment that she moved into, you know, when she first relocated to Texas three years ago from Baltimore. Um, and now she's grateful that she had a roof over her head, but always wanted more, something that is mine. She said, she even said that, you know, then to top that off, my background isn't clean. So drugs was arrested three times before I turned 20, criminal record, repossessions, and an eviction on her credit. She went through foster homes, group homes, attempted to harm herself, domestic violence survivor, overdrafted her account just to start her business. And believe me, the list goes on. But God, if this don't make me believe in God, child, nothing will. Uh, oh, she lives in the castle. Okay, so this just must have been the first home. All right, so the icing on her unfortunate background was when she was evicted from her home due to not paying her rent. About the same time, she had her car taken away from her in 2012-2013. At that point, she got a job at the post office that wasn't paying her much. And like she said earlier, she had an overdraft of her account, um, you know, to, to have a better life. Then it's saying uh, before her call to Grace, Massengill needed help with sorting her finances out and couldn't have it achieved because it was too expensive. It was at her attempt to try it out on her own. And she eventually got the hang of it. She got it right with the initial help of her mother who showed her how to do it. 
All right, this is her background. So what does she do? So having a background knowledge of sorting out her finances, she thought it was wise to help others um, in a bid to help out businesswomen, wives, and mothers through the hurdles of sorting out their finances. She started her own credit repair called the AMPM Credit Repair in 2017. Um, so that she can help other upon the launch of her credit repair company, the content creator quit her job at the post office. She made a post on social media platforms announcing the departure from her job. She stated that she made triple what she would have if she continued her job in the comfort of her bed in less than an hour. So now um, it's saying um, she's a content creator, founder of AMPM. She's a best-selling author. She also has an eight-figure business coach in AMPM Academy and the brain behind digital course recipe. That is what I'm talking about. Are you talking about the finger? What finger? I said eight-figure business. Let me know what you mean by that. <laughs> um... So the truth about Ashley Hughes net worth. So as of 2022, her network is about $30 million. Um, she has achieved this huge net worth from her business and online courses. Um, Ashley saw how she made over a million in 40 minutes, leveraging her social media followings. This she achieved by bringing a much needed solution to a problem. In just four years, she quit her job, started on company. Um, this is kind of redundant. She also attributes her success to the fact that she began to grow um, Ashley, who was once so broke to even pay her car rent, now has employees and she paid them. This sounds like such a success story. So current debt-free with zero credits to worry about. She shows that she's living her best life. So this is her. And I'm assuming this is her husband living, living her best life. She got a Bentley. She's married. She's doing pretty good. So far, so good, Miss Michi. So um, let's see if they're saying anything else. Um, oh, so 2019, she bought what she refers to as her castle. Okay. She remember, I was telling you, people think she's scamming, saying she was a millionaire from her business, but allegedly she got settlement due to losing her pinky finger. Okay. Okay. So this is just the soft story. You got all the tea. So this is what they're saying in 2019. She has the castle. It's a mansion that's way bigger than her previous apartment. Uh, she's, she's cleared of a 30 year mortgage on a house on 28. May what is it house on 28 May of 2001, which is 27 years earlier than the due date. So basically, she paid off her mortgage. Um, then she and then the same year she bought a Benz, and then her boyfriend um gifted her a Bentley truck. All right, so this is so while splurging and being philanthropist, Ashley also takes care of her health, is showing that, and it looks like that's her husband. So it's saying the surgery was carried on April 22 of the 7th of the same month. She was out of danger and recuperating. She had stage four endometriosis. I can never say that. But um, it was saying that she was unable to bear kids through um, in vitro. However, um, through the support of a fiance, Josh Gratian, she underwent surgery. And it looks like she's doing okay there. So this is the fluffy story. It looks like Michi wants us to get into the mess. So apparently... The million dollars in <laughs> in uh, 40 minutes seemed to be, she accomplished a lot. No, yeah, she accomplished a lot. This is a really impressive story where she went from nothing, from eviction, um, and, and she cleared her credit and she, you know, got life going. So, you know, kudos, kudos for her. That shows that with determination, you can do anything, honey. Anything you put your mind to, your your circumstance is not always, is not permanent. You know, nothing is permanent but death. So, um, and taxes, so they say. 
So, <laughs> so keep move, moving and keep pushing and don't let discouragement deter you at all. So here, um, before we get into all these, this TikTok mess, y'all, um, courtesy of the Black Enterprise, I'm just trying to see it was something else that I saw that I want to talk about on here. Uh, while this all calls for celebration, okay, here it is. So in particular, doesn't um, some some people didn't you know buy the hype? It describes Madison Jill and her husband Josh Joshua Grayson of New Credit Law as elite scammers. In TikTok, this user, which her name is Sherelle Hodge, which um, this is all this this is when it gets a little messy because Sherelle break down the accusation she claims many other people have echoed and experienced. Um, Madison Jill says she um, she scams people out of a thousand dollars, sometimes two thousand dollars, to be able to find this lifestyle that she's flaunting all over the internet. Now look, now look, Mrs. Grayson, I'm only going off, I'm only playing what people are saying. Don't try to mess with my little platform. So this is what Sherelle had to say. Alleged like scammer alert. Why I got these two black moguls in my background? Legends say that these two right here. <laughs> are some elite scammers. Now, before I get into why they're some scammers, you would think that they were an average couple, right? With a little bit of money. And there'd be no real backstory behind them besides coming from the mud and finally making it, right? Well, look Miss Ashley right here. Let me tell y'all about her first. Ashley became known after she created a course that generated over a million dollars in less than 40 minutes. Now, the reason we're talking about her today is because a lot of people have come to the same understanding the same conclusion that she scams people out of a thousand dollars sometimes two thousand dollars to be able to fund this lifestyle that she's flaunting all over the internet now this is what they're saying is the scam now allegedly she has one that she offers for a thousand and she has a bundle pack where she offers for two thousand i mean people all over the world are saving their coins their pennies their dimes to be able to attend this digital course recipe to potentially become a six-figure business owner or as ashley says she has helped several people accomplish all right let's get into the details okay. of some of the things so, she has conquered um, okay you since gotta starting. stop you gotta stop so then she had a second a second video so the whole launch into ashley grayson's dcr recipe in her life started because people were realizing that she never posted like real reviews like let's just say there's no perfect company out of everybody that has taken her course the only reviews that we see are good reviews the only receipts we see she did good receipts of people that have allegedly taken her course and made x amount of dollars whether it be in 10 minutes or whether it be in 10 weeks and for some strange reason people are now wondering why is it appearing that this lady's business it's so perfect. Y'all can pause and read this, but let me explain. Let me pause. Oh, I tried to pause it. Oh, crap. I messed up the church's money. Let's just hit play. This person is just basically explaining how they wasted their money taking a course for a bunch of things that you could have Googled online. Now, mind y'all, there are people out here selling courses, you know what I'm saying, seminars and things like that. I'm one of them, but I feel like I'm going to charge my work. I'm not about to take a $10 course or a $10 put together uh, seminar or whatever it is. And then charge people $2,000 for it. Here's another review. You can pause it and read it. 
No, I think these responses are the same. They're saying, like, anytime somebody posts a real review of how they felt that the course was copied and pasted from Google, how she really never had too much to say when it came to the Zoom calls, when it came to her connecting with her students, and basically how she's always in front of what appears to be a scam on top of her scam. See where I'm going with this? Here's another review. Pause it and read it. Now, before I get to the nitty gritty of why okay, I it's personally hard to read that. So it's saying on the other hand, okay, that it's a lot of fish. We got you. So Sherelle, um, that didn't sit real with Ashley, basically. And this is where it gets real bad. So on the other hand, other students of Digital Course responded with glowing reviews, claiming that people will always have something to say. I have purchased both of her courses at different times and can say that she is one hell of a teacher. I don't regret paying for her course for an investment. So there are some people that are saying, you know, what are you talking about, Sherelle? You know, this wasn't this is this hey, wasn't hey, my experience and so um sherelle still had more to say i had to find her third video on tiktok you really had me uh searching so here we go so if i feel missing it's because of this load that was just did all right so we got these stipulations on these load on this particular load right so first off yeah. we had to arrive in a full tank of gas mind you I mean, common sense will say show up to every load. I mean, unless you just, you just don't stop and get some gas. But most people like to just get on the road. So we pull in. When I go in, I show her the BOL. And was like, we're going to pick up load. She come out with this stack of paper talking about, I need you to fill X, Y, and Z out. We need copies of your driver's license. We need your fingerprint, your social. Hell, we need a picture of y'all. So I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, I'm asking because it's a black dude in here, you know, I'm chit-chatting with him, you know, trying to make them all friendly and butter cake and everything. I don't think this has nothing to do with Sherelle, so we're going to go. So that was probably the wrong one. All right, so here we go. No, this is, this is the one that we just saw. All right, I think I got my links mixed up. So that's Sherelle, that's one thing. And we're going to tie this all together because I had to kind of like try to like piece, piece this stuff together and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. So... I did see that um, that Ashley did buy a home for her hairstylist mom, and this is the video that's on um, I'm that's on Facebook. Like the farthest. <laughs> oh so while they're doing that, I'm gonna read this. Ashley says, "I cried so bad uh, watching this video um, that was sent to her a few years ago. I was getting evicted from my apartment. Now I'm giving away three hundred thousand houses as gifts by myself." I'm still soaking up what just happened. I laughed. I cried. I prayed. I got nervous. The devil tried to play with my head and so seeds out of doubt, trying to make me feel like I was doing something silly. I heard a voice this morning say, what if this lady actually loves her house in the hood and laughs at you? What if she says this was sweet, but I'm not going nowhere. I love my house. So many thoughts of doubt ran through my mind this morning until I heard the Holy Spirit whisper to me. I gave her in the name for a reason, spin the block and what I told you um and then she's just saying she's just really excited about it so this is a really good gesture this went really viral like very very viral and then it went really really left very soon so as you see the hairdresser and the mom you know they're loving this house here's the thing though this house to date is still in ashley's name and this is when things went south um the mom wanted ashley to <laughs> to um transfer you know the name the deed or whatever 
over to yes it did it did this was this was wonderful this was wonderful and so everyone's happy it's like i said it's a 300k home <laughs> however it they didn't own the home ashley technically still owned the home so this is when these two fell out the hairdresser the hairstylist and um and ashley fell out because she wouldn't comply so let me find the tiktok of the hairstylist and this is her right here. Ashley and the mom were on the deed. The mom, I don't think was on. That was the problem. The, the mom didn't own the home, to my understanding. And this is what the hairstylist had to say. I mean, her name is Olivia. Girl, this is, a, this is a mess. Her name is Olivia. And this is what she had to say on TikTok. And I know that most people think stuff like this. That's why I'm going to show y'all a piece of it. So, yes, it is what you heard. She's putting a hit out on somebody named Patrick, which is her her ex. And so that is a video of her of Ashley allegedly putting out a hit. If the mom passed the house. Oh, OK. Ashley made a post. If you go on her page, she showed the paperwork. OK, on her page on Facebook, because like I said, it was hard for me to find stuff. Is it on Ashley Grayson's um, Facebook, ma'am? Okay. I was really trying to put this together. All right. So let's go to. Okay. So we're at her page. Let me show you. I'm glad you on here because I'm like, so they didn't own it. So what? So what now? All right. So we're on her page. Mm, do you know when she posted this? I'm assuming it's a picture. Uh, if you go on her page, she showed the paperwork. It was a while ago. Oh. Okay. And I'm assuming the picture is paperwork, right? Okay, so the prop, but the prop, the thing is that I have it right that they wanted her to take the house out of her name and and put it in the family name completely. Correct. Okay, okay, so I did get that right. the The story is so scattered because you really can't find this story in like on like publications. You only can really find it on TikTok, and so I was trying to find TikTok stories in order. And it was all over the place. Ah. Okay. A while ago. I'm in 2021. Was it in was it this year she did it? So if she passed, it would go, it would go to her, to her next akin. Okay. Did I go too far? Because I'm in 2021. I might have went too far. Let me see. She might have deleted it too. You know, people quick to delete. Yeah, this story is all over the place. I'll take your word for it. They have a a survivorship clause. It was a cup oh a couple of weeks. Okay, I passed it. Let's start over. All right. 
All right. It looks like she's still living her best life. Uh, a couple of weeks. Like I said, she might have deleted it. Happy Left Handers Day. This is August. Yeah, she might have deleted it. Crap. How else can I find this? Let me see. Um. Oh, I think my... Okay, there we go. Ashley Grayson um, purchases home for hairstylist. Um... That's not her pet. Oh. Okay, let's go back to Facebook. It said Ashley Gray. Was that not her right? So is it Ashley? Is it Ashley Grayson? So I was this it? Was I on the right one? Oh, girl, I was not on the right one. Thank you, boo. I, oh, she's saying right here. I'm also going to... Oh, God, she writes really long. I'm going to clear this up. People are still commenting and believing the lies that Derricka hair... Okay, let's get into Derricka in a minute. I want to finish the... Please help me congratulate my current... I've changed my company name from Credit Cake to Credit Pie. Ashley Grayson. Uh, closing in 30 days. She bought some Wells Fargo stuff being debt free thank you for my course uh a couple of weeks she said i'm on august 17. i wonder if that was the one i saw with derica uh thank you honey thank you boo I appreciate you with all my heart. Oh, that's the one I saw and passed up. It's a fool. All right, so let me go. I figured it was that long one, too. All right, so here we go. Thank you, love. I appreciate you. So it's also, I'm I'm, uh, I'm also going to clear, clear this up, and I'm also going to put my glasses on so I can read this effectively. I'm also going to clear this up since people are still commenting, believing the lies that Derricka Harwell told. My husband and I got engaged March 20, 29th this year, and it went viral. Derricka chose that moment to comment and lie, saying that she was restraining orders. She has restraining orders and defamation case against me on multiple share posts of our engagement. So I hired an attorney. My attorney told me that he would not agree to accept my case unless he had proof that this was a lie. So he had to do a court search of every court in her city state. So number one, uh, thanks, boo. I appreciate it. Uh, my attorney's paralegal did a search a few months after these allegations were made and came back to let me know we have verified proof as, as of August 31st, 22, that she defamed my name publicly. Even if she runs out and gets on now to cover her tracks, she still lied and didn't have it while she said she did. Number two, this all started when she created a fake beef with me one week after I sent her some red bottoms for her birthday in August last year. She claimed that I was jealous of her. How are you jealous? How, how are you jealous of somebody you gifting red bottoms to? 
um, her life and her marriage. I replied and asked her why she would even think that. And she said that someone told her that they felt like I wanted her life and she believed it. I asked her, why would I be jealous of her life? If one, I make more than her. Two, I reminded her that she told me herself that her husband had a baby with another woman in California while they were together. Ooh, T. And the child is almost the same age as her and her husband's child. I asked her in my text, why would I be jealous of your marriage when your husband had you and someone else pregnant at the same time? The child is also posted on her page and is mentioned as our son. So I have no reason to make any of this up. September 2nd, 2021. She strikes me as a person that you don't want to text because she'll save it and she'll come back at you. <laughs> when she replied, it was a break baby and he didn't cheat. Okay. I also asked her why she always talking down on people with multiple kids father when her husband did what he did to her. That was That's what shook the table and caused her to go on the lying rant. So number three, I also received several emails from people who confirmed that Andre Smith is in fact Derricka Harwell, which makes sense because I really knew that no man is going that hard for a woman who's not his wife or family member, lying and saying that I stole her anniversary date, etc. Just childish stuff that a man would not even think to care about and was wrong because we do not have the same anniversary. Number four. After Derek's past employee commented on my post today, less than one hour later, Andre Smith was in that group trashing this woman's business and her name. Number five, the fake Andre Smith um, page then began posting my addresses and made over 30 posts about how I was jealous of Derricka. Every post for a month was about only me and Derricka. Why so invested in this fake Ashley versus Derricka beef? Like it's you. I also received emails that Andre was telling people to come to my home and harm me. This will be shown in court because I kept all the screenshots and the emails. Number six, she kept telling me that I wanted her lifestyle, home, etc. when she leaves it, lives in a house, not a mansion that costs 400K. That's still a lot. No shade to anyone who has a 400K house. But why would I be jealous of her when I live in a castle? The down payment on my home costs more than her entire mortgage. Why would I be jealous of her home? Like she keeps saying to people, she was one of the first people to know that I have an elevator in my castle. One week before I posted my closing, uh, my closing was April 9th, 2021. Okay, receipts. I She made a post saying she was getting elevator quotes. The post is still up. I'm sure, but she couldn't get one installed because her home wasn't big enough and you can only get elevators installed in mansions. It is public record in DeSoto County that I have an open lawsuit complaint for defamation against her and she's also being served with a real restraining order and it's also public record that she has never in her life stepped foot in a courthouse about me. No one has period. She has lied about so much on social media, a lot, but I'm only addressing the parts that have to do with me and how these lies started from her baby child. So it says, I checked with the justice court in DeSoto County and they do not have any record of the complaint for defamation of protective order filed against our client, Ashley Grayson by Derricka Harwell. Um, I also checked the DeSoto County and Circuit Court records, and the only thing filed by Derricka Harwell is attached is a complaint of defamation of character. So this is this is what she's saying. So what so what does this have to do? Is this connected to the house somewhere? So sis went off of her post. I'm not mad at no, she did. So she's trying to set the record straight because everybody's just trying, trying to come 
to come at her. So thanks to Miss Michi. Wait, I think this is still the same, the same thing. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Michi. Miss Michi is helping me out because let's just go here. So it says, um, Ashley Grayson, Renaldi Cephas. I'm not taking my name off. So this is what it is. This is what we were talking about. So the mom and the family wanted Ashley to take her name off the 300K house that she gifted her. Now, this is going back to Olivia, the hairstylist. Derricka was an intermission, but she let her know. She had receipts with that one. So here we go. Ashley says, I'm not taking my name off. At the closing table, me and her mother signed together with rights of survivorship. If anything happens to her mother, then the house comes back to me. As it should. Nothing was hidden from day one. I legally couldn't add the survivorship unless we both signed on it. The house was for her mother because I was told that her house got shot up seven times. The house was not for generational wealth to be passed down to all of the kids, especially after what I was told about the siblings, which I won't post or repeat out of respect. We are both owners on the house deed and it'll stay that way. And people keep saying that I don't own my castle. Why do public records at the courthouse say otherwise? Just mad, bitter, and jealous. It's sad. I own a castle in real life, and everybody hates that. I don't hate it. One up. Good for you. And so um, <laughs> Sherelle has all the energy. She said, just letting you guys know, if y'all don't hear from me, I'm dead. The Addison police and the FBI have made contact with me about a threat on my life. They think they have it under control, but I was told to be aware of my surroundings and to stay on alert. I want y'all to hear it first before they air it in the news. And they said it all started when social media influence purchased, uh, purchased a home for the woman and a recording mother. It went left from there okay oh my oh me oh my and okay all right all right so yeah she did go wow you said there was something else i don't see anything else in there so so while we're waiting on that this was olivia response to what was to what was going on you gonna you gonna keep talking okay and i got it like everybody that was about patrick yeah. So what we saw, um, what you guys might have missed is, let's just go back. Let's just start. So this is the the mother, the daughter of, and I know this, most um, this is Ashley's hairstylist, and she gifted her mother the house. And this is what the argument is about, because Ashley won't take her name off the house. So this is what she said. This is this, look at this girl. I think stuff like this. That's why I'm going to show y'all a piece of it. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good I think it's right now. So, so that was a hit that she was putting out on Patrick, right? In a minute, okay, okay, all right, yeah, I'm gonna put you on this live in a minute, Michi, because I feel like I'm still missing pieces. Okay, so here we go. And I got it, like everybody. That was about Patrick. Yeah. So that was a alleged hit that she was putting out on her ex Patrick. One about Sharia. I got the one about Derricka. Oh, Derricka had a hit put out on her too, allegedly. Derricka, we just read about Derricka and we just read and we just saw about Sharia. Okay. So apparently, allegedly, it was hits taken out on on Derricka, on Patrick, 
and on Sherelle. Okay, I see how this all ties in now. And I'm also going ahead and posting this, and I don't feel bad about it because you chose to make a long comment about the reason why you're not taking your mm-hmm. name off the house. So, yeah. I'm going to post this in, you know what I'm saying? And, like, literally, Ashley didn't talk to me about this. Like, all you had to do was say, okay, Olivia, me and your mom not going to be on the house. And I could have agreed or disagreed. You didn't have that conversation with me. And quit saying my mama signed something. My mama didn't sign nothing. My mama literally did not pick up a pen, y'all. She was waiting on something to come in the mail for her signature to go on. She didn't sign nothing. And we were all confused about that. We were talking about that in her house. Like, Mama, why? Like, what What happened at this time? And like, why did we even go? Because when we talked to Ashley, Ashley was like, come on, y'all. Follow us to this, um, to the sign. I was like, right. she could sign and woo-woo. But my mama never touched a pen. I got text messages every time. But me telling Ashley, like, my mama said she didn't sign shit. She was waiting to sign something that she never was able. My mama didn't, like, she said Josh and Ashley was reading them papers and Josh was signing, Ash was, I don't know what was going on, but, like, she didn't touch the motherfucking pen. Josh was signing every fucking thing. Josh is the husband. Oh, my. So, that is Olivia's um, alleged part. Um, this is this is just the same thing about um, Ashley Grayson being a scammer. Um, and then this is the last TikTok that I saw um, about this. But, and- hey, 20000 for Sharia. 20 It went 60 And she was paying. She was only, she only offered to pay 60 for Patrick. Patrick was the highest price. Patrick, she wanted him gone the back, the, the worst. Like, cause Patrick, um, she she found out that um somebody told her Patrick had something his phone or something. I don't know, but okay, won't make money from it. Oh, it was a it was like, a, tape, 20, it was an exotic tape that he has of her, and that's why she wanted to put a hit out on him. Is this real life or is this a Shonda Rhimes or Tyler Perry movie? This is real life? What on earth is going on? Is there a wrap-up on this, Michi? Because this is as far as I found. Like, now I know who Derricka is and how she fit in that. Um, Let me see if there's anything else um, that I have. Um, So it's it's still talking about Sherelle Exposers or TikTok. Um, and that's when she, they say she's putting a 20 K hit out on her. So yeah. So she's suing Sherelle for that TikTok post exposing her. And this is how all of this, um, this hit stuff allegedly coming out. So, oh my God, I need to try to figure out what happened. Yes. It is so unfortunate. What's unfortunate about this is this is a rags to riches story where Ashley said she was in, she was evicted. She was living in her home. You know, even no matter how she got the million dollars, she took that money, invested in it and, and invested in herself and grew her business for 30 million, you know, 30 million, um, 30 million net worth. She has a castle, you know, things of that sort. Yeah. I'm not going to play that song. Patrick does have a song out on her call she ate it up go on youtube and listen to that that's very explicit but um because now he knows that you know his he has a bounty over his head so uh yeah the song was highly disrespectful um but i don't know if if it's disrespectful if somebody is trying to like put a bounty on your head i don't know i don't know how that works just like how people was mad at gucci i'm like i don't know maybe it hits different when people are trying to kill you um, allegedly. So, <laughs> so, you know, she's a rags to riches story, you know, and then all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden, you know, she gets money. She lives in a castle. Great. Okay. You are an American dream story. Um, I'm looking up to her, you know, in that aspect. But then if when somebody disagrees with you or they rub you the wrong way, now you want to do other stuff. Like, I feel like, did you forget, you know, how far God has brought you and everyone's not going to agree with you. You know what I'm saying? So my two cents on this is this is a mess. And this is the case of just not letting it go. You know what I'm saying? Cause somebody disagrees with you or somebody saying, if you're not a scammer, you're innocent into a proven guilty. Now I understand the defamation case and that's one thing, but to go as far as allegedly playing on somebody head and, and paying for a bounty, I think that's kind of, you know, kind of serious. I believe she was down on her luck and did her thing in business. They can't, no, they can't take that away from her. But also with prestige and with wealth, you got to change mentality. She can't go back to the mentality that she had prior. You know, it, you, you got to think higher, you know, because now this mess is, is affecting your brand. It's affecting your brand. You could be super talented and and every you know and everybody just love that about you but when you do silly things like yay wear a white lives matter shirt cardi and nikki going back and forth on twitter it kind of tarnishes your brand and so that all of this all of this is tarnishing her brand you know what i'm saying so heavy on allegedly i don't think she's a bad person she had three different things coming her way anybody would be upset y'all call everyone a scammer that's the thing and it's like if she's having all these good reviews saying that she good why are we getting upset about that why are we getting upset about that? I get so irritated sometimes when when people of wealth just don't keep going down that blessed road and don't keep going down, you know, their purpose. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I just, I just, and I love and don't, and I, it's no shade to what I say. I love Kanye. I love Nikki. I love Cardi. It just be like, we could be spending our energy on something else, or we could be like, you know, reconciling and doing things behind the scenes. Why does everything have to be a show on social media, which is why I don't believe some of that stuff. In fact, with this, I can't tell her how to handle things. and I can't tell her how to feel, but recording yourself about putting hits on people and sending long messages on Facebook. And I understand you're, you're defending yourself. And, and this is another subject that I might get into, but I just want to be quick on this. Even with all the success that she has, she's still in survival mode. She hasn't switched being out of survival mode. She doesn't even have to be in survival mode anymore. And that's why it's important once again, to heal, to heal from your past trauma and learn different ways of handling conflict, especially when you're at a certain caliber. So things like this don't get to you and people don't give you the energy that they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kanye, yeah, he does get on people's nerves. I, I, I just pray for him. I just pray for him. They did her dirt. They did. They setting her up. But you also shouldn't be saying things like that to people and not knowing if they're recording you or not. You got to save your butt. You got to watch yourself. Or you should just not put, you know, bounties on people here. Allegedly, allegedly. I don't know. I don't know. You know, so um, it's sad that I'm just finding out about Ashley. And it's sad that when I find out about her, that it's, it's stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just feel like uh, it, I feel like she needs healing. She needs healing. And at this point, I feel like she should just detox, social media detox, and figure out another plan and another way. If you're taking it to court, 
take it to court. You know what I'm saying? Just take it to court. If people want to keep defaming, but when you have $30 million, do you know that comes along with the territory? How many times has Jay-Z been a billionaire and people people just get, they, it's all type of scenarios out on him. He doesn't say a thing. He doesn't care because he's focused. He's focused on his business and what he's doing. And it's easy for me to say that because I don't have um, a thousand TikToks about me defaming my character and making me look another way. So this is this is my opinion. So I can't never say I understand or I know what it's like to be in her shoes. I don't. I don't. I read about her story, but there's a whole bunch of things in her story that I don't know about. But what I do know is, and, and I feel like her name is very important to her. And anybody that steps in the way and try to defame that and try to and try to devalue her name. She's going to defend because that's where she's at. I will say that. So when I was on her page, I did see her changing lives and people were like, thank you so much. She did what she said. She gifted the house to the hairstylist, um, to the hairstylist mom. Now, is she wrong for not taking her name out the house? How do you feel about that? Like, was she wrong for that survivorship? Should she sign it over? Or should she not? Because technically she bought it. So if the mom, everybody else got to find somewhere to live and then she can she can sell the house, income property, however she wants to do it. Was she wrong for not taking her name off the house? Now that's the question. Was she wrong? Let me know your thoughts. Was she wrong? So um, this topic was brought to you by Miss Michi. Thank you for, um, thank you. I never would have saw this. This was a mess. It definitely was. But because you made me work tonight, I'm going to play your commercial one more time, Miss Michi. Y'all, it's your girl, Miss Michi, checking in with my girl, Renita, from Be Your Own Kind. You know that's my sis. Make sure that you tune in every Thursday to The Blueprint Live at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, live on Facebook and YouTube. And then you can catch me on Florent Radio, Philly Jams 95.3, Indy 101.5 and Mixed Talk Media. And I'm available anywhere that you listen to podcasts, okay? And your radio shows. So get on it, okay? Let's do this. I love to connect with you and promote what you got going on. Let's get it. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Blueprint Live, visit the bpmediacode.com today. Hey, if you want to keep up with her, she's not going to be live tomorrow because she decided she's going on vacation, guys. But <laughs> to be able to keep up with everything she got going on, follow her on IG at Miss Michi, or you can email her at contact at MissMichi.com. Don't forget on October 14th, her and Lavish Looks by Miss Michi will be here at the Battle of the Sexes at the Rise Design Studio on October 4th, um, 7 to 10 p.m. on 11521 South Pulaski Road in Alsip, Illinois. So check out your girl. So what do you uh what do you have to say? Um, I think it was a gift. It should have been in just the mom's name. That's my thing. If it's a gift then let it be a gift. You know what I'm saying? If it's a gift, let it go. Like, I'm not gonna, gonna give you a, a purse. Well, I can't say a purse. I'm not gonna buy you a car and not put it in your name. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm just I'm just not gonna do that because it's a gift. A gift is something that you give to someone and you let it go. To me, I just feel like that's a loan, right? It's a, it's a, it's a loan because when you die, then it, it's, it's no longer... It's, it's no longer hers you know what i'm saying that's just me you laughing you out of here <laughs> 
No problem. No problem, sis. Always. Um, you can't dictate. Right. You can't put stipulations on a gift. That's what I'm saying. Like, was she wrong? Was she not wrong? I don't know. No one ever gave me a house. But if, in fact, you do want to give me a house, let's test this theory out. <laughs> oh, my God. Miss Michi don't work for me, y'all. I'm going to get her back. <laughs> This is the end of BYLK Two Cents for for the week. It's Wednesday or whatever. So I just thank <laughs> I just thank everyone that tuned in tonight. You could have been anywhere, but you decided to spend time with your girl. And I always, always appreciate that. I don't work so hard. I don't my banners are off here now. So yeah, so if you want to join the mailing list, go to beyourownkind.com. If you are on YouTube, please like, hit the like button, hit the notification, hit the subscribe button. If there is something that you want me to speak on um, and look up in its entirety, because clearly I, I missed some points, <laughs> um, just be sure to send me a, a chat or um, DM me, or you can email me, and I can get into it, and I can research, and we can just talk about it and have a conversation about it. And I want you all to have a great weekend. I want you to remember to do something that you enjoy, um, because we only got one life to live. So I encourage you to enjoy it, right? Make sure that you're doing something for self-care each and every day, even if it's just for five minutes, because at the bottom of this that you can't see because this banner is here, you're the most fantastic person you'll ever know. And, and I'll add to it, you're the most important person that you need to preserve. So I wish you all a great weekend. I will see you all on Monday. And don't forget to be kind to yourself and to each other. Bye.